0: Hello and welcome to You Don't Know. Lit. <laughs> Wait, I just <laughs> premise is so stupid. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> this week, my name is Nick Argiris, and this week I'm looking for the best book in the Name of the Wind series. Now we're the pitting King Killer
1: Chronicles, the Killer-
0: Killer Chronicles, to you, Actually- and we're, what we're pitting together the the the, the first one versus this, the the second one. This yeah. is a terrible theme.
1: And we are hotly anticipating <laughs> the third one.
0: <laughs> to help me, of course, pit two books together that are complementary and have no business being pitted against each other are two high school English teachers,
1: Ian and Joe. <laughs> Nick, I think you, you absolutely, you stuck the land in. Um, Nick, my name is Joe Holshue. I'm a high school English teacher. And if you're looking to read one book from this <laughs> unfinished trilogy, <laughs> I think it should be the second one. <laughs> Holy shit, we're peeking, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, this week I brought The Wise Man's Sphere, uh, Patrick Rothfuss's second book in his unfinished Kingkiller Chronicle trilogy, and I think it's super good.
2: Hello, Nick. Hello, Joe. You have heard of me as Ian the Gradeless, the pen doctor, dissector of poets, and scourge of prosody, he who assigns 10-page essays. But the truth is that my name is Ian. I'm a humble high school English teacher And this week, I brought the name of the wind. And that name will be revealed later in this episode.
1: May your earlobes turn into assholes and shit on your shoulders.
0: Hey, the plot doesn't fucking matter at all. This is what I think it's about.
2: If you look closely enough, every author was at some point.
1: Audiobooks don't count
2: right All art is quite useless <laughs> who, who told you that Fun fact that is how Joe laughs
0: Bloodheads <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to share Alternate theme names uh, That uh, Ian has provided King Killers which is meaningless And and then Patrick, Rothfaceoff, which
2: Patrick Rothface Which I don't hate it reminds me of that I don't movie like with it. John Travolta and Nicolas Cage,
1: and Patrick Rothfuss.
2: Rath- 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 <laughs> Patrick Rothfuss. Joe, have you seen a picture of Patrick
1: Rothfuss? Yeah, he's um, he's majestic. Like, he has he's a beard a, looks that
2: makes amazing. him look like yeah, he looks like a like the dwarf kings of old. He's like he's like mm. bearded like nobody's business. It's, it's,
1: yeah, he's got like a belly button beard. He has a beard to his belly button. It's good. That's a good phrase. I like that phrase.
0: All right, I don't know who this is. I don't know what these books are. I don't know what they're called. I don't Nick. know anything. Nick,
2: do you like, do you like fantasy, fantasy, fantasy? I like fantasy books.
0: I yeah. get It's okay. Mm. I think I like hard science better.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, maybe amazing. you should have suggested hard science as a theme. Maybe next week not, I not will, Joe. My oh boy. <laughs>
0: um, but it's not about me. Uh, this episode um, is a, uh, a lit head suggestion yep. by fan of the show Thursday. And uh, they said... Okay, I'm going to read this for you. Are you ready? Yeah, I read it for us out yep, loud. Okay, okay, good. Okay. I've done enough reading. Uh, have it's you time prepared? For you to do some reading. Yeah, time to listen. <laughs> uh, can I get I'll my look-
2: popcorn? I'm sorry, I left my popcorn in the other room. Yeah, you can go get it. Mm,
1: okay. Uh, when I am read to, I like a blanket. Can I get my blanket? Yep. I course. need a dog. Yeah. Yep. Could, oh. someone, could someone mail me a dog for this reading time? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, great. Do you have your blanket, Joe? I have my blanket. It's on my lap, like uh, FDR style. So you can't see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: eating my wet popcorn. Weird. Like FDR. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: like FDR style. Like FDR famously did during his fireside chats.
0: <laughs> a bowl of wet popcorn and a spoon. <laughs> Sometimes I put so much butter on my popcorn that it is kind of wet.
1: <laughs> but that's good. That's <laughs> yeah, a that's good the, thing. that's really
0: the best way to do it. Although the series is not without flaws. It's one of the modern staples of the fantasy genre, not as good as hard fiction, and extraordinarily enjoyable. (laughs) Often both of these things are not concurrently true, which I think is true. Is it transparently a male fantasy at times? Yes. Is the writing absolutely enchanting? Yes. Is the series probably never going to be finished? Uh, Yes. uh, Is this series 100% better than any contemporary high fantasy and made up of 600 plus pages that I flew through in a day because they're so much fun? yes yes (laughs) yeah that was in all capitals so i read it accordingly oh uh do you gentlemen agree that this series will never be finished is this going to be worse than uh, lord uh game of thrones lord of the game of thrones or uh is this like uh, godfather three it just doesn't matter
1: uh no i think it kind of matters I haven't, even ah, read, okay.
2: I haven't even read the second book and I kind of think it matters.
1: My first insight is one of the things I always do to prep for the show is I go through and I read a bunch of Goodreads reviews and I see like what other people said about the book. And there's so many Goodreads reviews from, oh, I don't know, 2012, 2013 being like, oh man, I loved this book so much. I'm really glad that the next book is supposed to come out next year or the next book is totally yep. going to be worth the last three year wait. And I'm. You know, we, of course, look at this from 2022 and think, yep. oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. For,
2: for clarity, Joe, when did the when did uh, the wise man's fear come out?
1: Yeah. So my book came out in 2011.
2: And the worst thing is that um, Patrick Roth face has not been like, I have no ideas. I don't know. What... No, he's like, I've got it mostly finished. I'm just editing it. I'm just polishing it. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. How long has he been saying that? A long time. He people has been like, saying it a long time. People are like, how's it coming, Patrick? And he's like, "Um, it's, it's it used to be 3.5 stars, and now it's like 4.5.
1: And we're like, well, mm-hmm. we would take 4.5 at this point. Yeah, this was compounded a little bit because his editor, like about a year ago, I want to say oh, she left her editing house, and they somebody asked her in an interview about like, hey, like, what do you know about the, the Doors of Stone? It's doors supposed of stone. to be the third book. What, what do you know about the Doors of Stone? And she was like, um, yeah, I've never seen a word of it. And I suspect that he hasn't written anything since 2012. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's I, like, oh, wow, that's not good.
0: Uh, well, Welcome, Lit Heads, to You Don't Know Lit, a weekly, or as we call it, Strong Lit Podcast, where Strong every Lit week podcast? um, I pick a terrible theme. And Ian and Joe bring great books to fit that theme. Um, And we do have some rules to keep us on track because we will have a winner today. We will select yeah. a winner. What is better the first book or the second book?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I am coming in at a disadvantage.
0: <laughs> We're, we all are at a disadvantage right now listening true. to this. That's uh, true. Rule number one, only unavoidable spoilers, gentlemen. Rule number two, omit needless omit words, needless Joseph. Words and rule number show. three, only winning matters. Only
1: winning matters. matters. Lombardi. And, of Lombardi. Lombardi. and of course, Lombardi. we and do our have show. our
2: shadow rules. And I want you guys to listen carefully because they're very, they're very specific this week. And they mm-hmm. rhyme. When the hearth fire burns to blue... What to do? What to do? Run outside. Run and hide. When your bright sword turns to rust, who to trust? Who to trust? Stand alone. Standing stone. When his eyes are black as crow, where to go? Where to go? Near and far? Here they are. (laughs) And the last, the fourth shadow rule, see a woman pale as snow. Silent come. Silent go. What's their plan? What's their plan? Chandrian. Chandrian. (sighs) We'll be holding you to. So them. you guys are on notice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's that's pretty you, clear sure. what what is allowed and what is disallowed mm-hmm. there. So, Joe, do you want to take 30 seconds and tell me
1: exactly what your book is about? Absolutely. Complete with spoilers. (laughs) Uh, Nick. Okay. So Nick, do you know how like Star Wars is good, but Empire is better? Or like how Batman Begins is great, but the Dark Knight blows it out of the water? Like this is a real thing. Once all that pesky origin story and world building is out of the way, our characters have time to breathe and act in a world that we already know the rules of. That is why I think Patrick Rothfuss's 2011 follow-up, *The Wise Man's Fear*, is better than the first. That's why I think you should read. I can't even make that in good conscience. Like I don't know if I don't think you should start with the second book, Nick. That would be crazy.
0: Okay, Joe Joe forfeits, and that is your time, Ian. (laughs) You have thirty
2: seconds. In *The Name of the Wind*, we get Quoth's childhood tragedy befalls him he learns magic he gets banned from the biggest library in the world he falls in love fights a dragon makes enemies we also get a glimpse of where Quoth will end up as a magicless passive innkeeper and how he gets from here to there or there to here is absolutely fascinating
0: you have five seconds do you just
2: want to tell us your favorite color green green oh my favorite color is green Me get,
1: too. Get, oh get, are you guys
2: our logo get yellow and orange here. and
0: red? Oh. This is alarming information.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> we all like green. Yeah. Hey, Lithead, sound what? off in the comments what your favorite color is, and what, uh, please do know that if you don't like green, we are officially alienating you this week. Yes. Right?
1: Next week, you orange lovers. After that, you red lovers. After that, yellow, blue, purple. We will not run out of colors to alienate guys.
0: What yeah. uh, do you have a? Do you get? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you all got a favorite hue. <laughs> Cause I like forest green.
1: Uh, forest mm. green's good. Forest green's good. Um, I kind of like that Kelly green, like that St. Patrick. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to say wow. Kelly
2: green. Cause it's a little bit more fun than forest. Forest is fine, but Kelly's right. more, more, it's got more zazzle to it.
0: Uh, okay. Well, God, we just definitely need to start with the first book here. It's really
1: important. <laughs> we start with the end. Yes.
2: be <laughs> really the only time uh, it's abundantly clear. Yeah. Um, I kind of told you what this book is about, but I can talk you, tell you a little bit more about it. That'd be great. Um, so uh, the book begins with um, some stuff happening. There's maybe some demons and stuff, whatever. It's it's just some some classic table setting material, giving us a sense of the world. Um, there's this innkeeper and he has some secrets and so on and so forth. I mean, he's, he is not all that he seems to be. That becomes quickly obvious. And then this chronicler comes to town and the chronicler is like, hey, I would love to get your life story because you are this famous... I am the chronicler. Yeah. Well, yeah, (laughs) he is, he is, he has a name, but his name is Devin, but he is chronicler. That's who he (laughs) is. Um, and so, and so he's like, Hey, innkeeper, uh, you are this super famous guy. Could I have your life story? Because everyone has all these, you know, heard all the the rumors, love to hear your life story. And so the innkeeper quote tells his story and it is about him, not so much about like my quest of the ring or this this long journey I took to fight the dark one, it's about him, and so it is kind of escapades, um somewhat episodic. um we get like him in the acting troupe, him in the streets of a city, um him going to magic school, and it's less about like Whoa. will there's
0: magic in yeah. this book.
2: Oh, oh maybe. Boy. there is. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to put a number on this. I would say there's 35 to at least 35 and at most 486 magic in this book. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. number of wow. that I would say it's a lot incalculable. I mean, it's a lot of it, magic. Really? It it's is a lot incalculable. of magic. Um, yeah, it's, it's a magic book. And how much magic
1: is in your book? <laughs> oh, um, it higher than 37. Oh, easily higher than 37. Right. Wow. Like if the, what's the high score? Like 300. It's no, like I said
2: 480 something. Well, it's 600 pages, so...
1: Yeah. Well, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, multiply 37 by 600. And I think that, I think that clears it, it up. It's not a math podcast. So, um, okay, so are there elves? Yeah, depending on your definition, maybe, but not really. There are demon spiders. Um, okay. okay. Which is pretty, we're, we're, pretty fun. There I think dragons. we're probably off topic here a bit. Any good book that keeps your attention the way this book does has to have a through line. And the through line of this book is character, not plot. And that's not to say there's not plot. There is I, plot. There is absolutely cool. plot, but the plot is, is less like, will he unravel the mystery of his parentage or will he become the king? And it's more, how did Quoth get from kind of where he begins to, how did he get yeah. from where he begins to the rumors? Cause the rumors have him at this absolute high point point. And then how did he get to where he ends, which is a tired, sad, kind of mournful innkeeper who's, um, there's a really good phrase that describes kind of where he's at at the beginning of this book. The prologue talks about three kinds of silence. Um, there's a silence of um, the things being lacking in the, the inn, the inn is quiet. Um, there's a silence of kind of avoiding dangerous talk. And then there's the silence of Co- soul. Are ma- yeah it's a soul silence and the, refre- the re- it's referred to as uh deep and wide as autumn's ending heavy as a great river smooth stone the patient cut flower sound of a man who is waiting to die
0: oh god you know what's um Devin is just such a worse name than the chronicler <laughs> mm-hmm. um he should just oh, yeah. uh,
2: he's introduced players. as chronicler yeah and and they kind of pull the name out of him
1: reluctantly. Yeah. He doesn't really mm-hmm. want to be like, Yeah, bro, I'm Devin. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I love that. He wants
1: to be it's the like, chronicle. no, seriously, what's your name? My name is the Chronicle, right. Teller of a Thousand <laughs> yeah. Tales. It's like, like no, dude, Prince. what's your name? Yeah. Yeah. Devin. Okay. So what is your book about, Ian? <laughs> um,
0: so as I'm saying, it's character driven, not plot driven. So yeah. which is always, I think, great. If you can do good characters, always better than good
2: plot. Right, because always what's what do they say? There are seven plots. They're like there, there are limited number of plots that, that least, we can cycle sure. through. Um, but yeah, he's he's an interesting character. He's he's very aware of his own failings, but he's also really kind of brash. Um, he's very like he he knows he is an an international celebrity, and so he's like when Chronic was like, "I want to tell your story." Quoth is like, "You will tell it my way." we will we we will focus he's like we will we will do this focused for three days you will put off your visit to that duke we're going to tell the story properly or you're not going to get it at all you know this is the same way that chuck yeager uh (laughs) intervened in the right stuff
1: (laughs) he's like you got it all wrong well
2: i mean it's the celebrity (laughs) mindset it's like hey this story is important so so this book has kind of an episodic structure in that like we'll go through the section where he's trying to make money to get into the university and then we'll go through the section where he's Trying to um, figure out how to get back into the library after he's been banned, and yeah, um, but where's so where's it going? Is there like a secret going. treasure?
1: Well, I want to point out two kind of good things. Like, I think one of the impressive things about Patrick Rothfuss here is a lot of tension in this book comes from a not being able to afford tuition to yes, your university. I love it. It's so <laughs> relatable. Oh my goodness, and then b. He got kicked out of a library and that's a big problem in his life. What a <laughs> nerd.
0: <laughs> I see. Yes. I
1: was expecting
0: yes. yeah, more dragons, but since you said there wasn't elves, I guess I shouldn't have been expecting that.
2: No, there is um, a dragon. There's oh, a there, huge there. dragon fight at the end of the book. Oh, or
0: closer to the beginning of Joe's book. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, in the same
2: series of books. part of the same cycle. Um, so the book is the book is episodic, but it is not put down a bullet. It's not the kind of thing where you're like, okay, I see what happened there. Uh, I've had enough of these shenanigans for a while. He just he he foreshadows and he draws you in and you want to keep seeing because the true goal, the true secret treasure, Nick, is how did this superstar magic superstar end up a broken down, depressed innkeeper in a backwater inn? <laughs>
0: you don't always get like the um, psychological issues in fantasy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, that's true.
2: Yeah. So, so somebody, somebody,
0: it's a joke, but it's also really true. Like they don't get into depression much. No. Like Frodo should have been depressed.
2: (laughs) Right. And and even, even at the end when Frodo is like, um, after after sort of everything goes down in the the Lord of the Rings, after Frodo is thrown the ring in the fire, his problems are, Sorry, sorry, spoilers. Uh, sorry, leadheads. heads. His problems are physiological. It's like, oh, this is my old wound. This is kind of my uh, my bite from Shelob. I have, I have, I have kind of birthdays of my wounds where I get sick on the, on those days, but it's not like, Hey man, I've had some trauma. And this, this <laughs> story is very invested. It's got this beautiful passage yeah. where it's like kind of goes abstract and it says classical classical thought tells us there are four doors that the mind uses to deal with pain. The first is sleep. The second is forgetfulness. The third is madness. And I think the fourth is death. Um or I, I mix <laughs> Bad, them up. That,
1: okay. that last yeah, door, you can tell us That's a but, big one. <laughs> but he's like yeah. but he's
2: like he's like breaking down. He's like, okay, here is an abstract sci- uh, uh psychological concept. So yeah, there is there's a really good um attention to how this stuff would really affect a person who went through all the crazy tragedies he's gone through. I have a question for
0: you, Ian, and yes. I'm gonna ask it
2: to Joe as well. Okay, um, yeah, because absolutely. I'm ready. This
0: show is nothing but fair. Thursday writes, mm. although the series is not without flaws,
2: mm. uh, what are their flaws, please? Yeah. So I think, I think one flaw that I picked up, I, I, you know, I, I said, this is innovative. It's, it hasn't, it's, it's not doing the same plot. There are tropes. Like the magic school is a Harry Potter trope. Ah, I mean, cool. yeah. um, hey,
1: but let Hey, but also, like, let's be clear. Magic School is awesome. It's amazing. Right. Like it's awesome. Right. Magic School is awesome. And I think awesome. I think one of the beauties of this book, one of the beauties of this book is that
2: um uh Roth face off has quotes telling the story. So yes, it's like, "Oh, it's got all these familiar beats." But it's like, "Yeah, he's myth-making about himself. It's conscious myth-making." And that so that makes the tropes okay. But there are a lot of tropes. And like right. The the descriptions of young love are like, oh man, like classic, classic youthful love. Um the big bad. Um Nick, do you know the 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 the, the phrase OP? Like if I say oh that's kinda OP, you know what that like means? T- Terran or OP. OP Oh, that yeah. new bat. That new battle rifle upgrade is OP. Exactly. It means overpowered. It means like for the situation, this has more power than is, is kind of balanced. So like okay. in a Character in a fighting armor. game, like you might say, Oh, the sniper, the sniper rifle, the sniper classes is OP. Like that's good. Could you think of a nerdier example? <laughs> um yeah i'll say i'll here's my nerdier example the big bad in this story is ridiculously op like yeah. they can travel between dimensions they can like mm-hmm. kill people so easily no one knows what they are no one knows who they are where they came from like it's so it's so like oh it's overpowered it's, it's OP. so op that's so op <laughs> so op so so this is i would say i would say in answer to your question this is the this is I think one of the flaws in this story and there are plenty like, but this is one of the ones that really stood out to me as I was reading. I was like, man, I have seen a lot of this stuff before it's done well, but if you're looking for like something that doesn't have tropes, don't read this book.
0: Ian, have you told us enough about your book? Is that pretty much it? Like, it's just like, there's no arc in like the story? No. Or does no, the arc is... come in Joe's book and then the
2: awesome payoff comes in the, oh, wait. <laughs> right. The amazing <laughs> payoff. Well, no, I, th- I think one of the things I was going to talk about was, was how uh, good Roth is at foreshadowing, at, at looking ahead. And so he he kind of front loads some question. of the mythos of of Quoth so that we are exp- like he gives you all like i i my my introduction um i i read um or my when i introduced myself i kind of like gave myself a list of names mm. he has this passage where he's like giving his list of names and all of a, a lot of these things kind of get paid off or suggested to be paid off as the book progresses so it's yeah. like he says they call me Quoth the bloodless and then they call me Quoth <laughs> 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 they call me well, Devin And then later in the book We see him get that nickname They call him Six String And later in the book We see why they call him Six String And let me say I'm not going to tell you why But it is an
1: incredible oh that's gonna be good well and if i remember like you know you get these these nicknames foreshadowed but then like when when he gets his nickname six string or when he gets his nickname bloodless like rothfuss doesn't always jump through hoops to be like look 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 that's why they called him bloodless right. guys that's right. why they called him Bloodless. right like as the reader you have to be like you have to
2: put it together oh, oh my gosh
1: dang that's how he got right. that
2: name what that does for us is it it kind of gives us a sense of familiarity uh, as we go along, it's almost like we've heard celebrity stories. We know like, oh, he's called Six String. Joe,
0: now as somebody yes. who has gone straight to the second book um, and yes, didn't definitely. read the first, do, I bet you yes. have a lot of questions. <laughs> right.
1: Like, who is this redheaded guy that attended <laughs> Bob? Why do they the keep red- calling him Devin and mocking his name? How did you just <laughs> read the second book? He didn't. Um, I, I have also read the first Oh, one. you
0: did read the first yeah, one so on your own time? I, that doesn't count, though. You're not getting paid for that job. I'd like that's to not you. on In company, ago,
2: on the company time.
0: That's outside of union labor laws. Um, I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> well,
1: that's fine. Hey, I, I just love my job, guys. I'm <laughs> just happy to
2: be here. <laughs> to do it for the love of it. Just thankful to, be, thankful to be nominated. Part of, I think, the draw of this book is it's that thing from Breaking Bad where you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know the end. I, I go back to this because I think one of the part of the genius of the TV show breaking bad is in the first episode, it tells you this guy is going to die at the end. Mm-hmm. Like he ha- he gets cancer spoilers and it's like, you know, this is not going to last. This is, this is, this has a definitive end date. And I think one of the things that this book does is it sets up, it sets up that there is an end point. Um, Serial fiction, fiction in a serial for, serialized format, needs to have an assurance that the end is going to come. And nowadays, seri- series are kind of like a subscription model that I hate we kind of keep I people. Hate it, Ian,
0: ooh, it's you tapped, gross. You tapped yes. something right now. I'm in, I, uh-huh. I want to talk about it. I am <laughs> sick of all. And then they get these fancy pants directors. Oh, let's get David Fincher in here to do one season that's amazing. And then. Who cares? Just walk away. Yeah. Just leave. Let's get another filmmaker or like, let's never put an ending on it. And it's just this series nice. that floats out there that maybe they could right. pick up in 10 years if the right demographic right. comes along. Right.
2: Just make a three season order and say, tell a whole story over the course right. of those You're seasons. A, yeah. That's boy, just like anthology series are so popular. That's why anthology right. series are so popular because people know I begin the series. I begin the season. And by the end of the season, things will be wrapped up.
1: Ooh, right. And when we get the promise of a trilogy, like when we get Patrick Rothfuss coming out and saying like, guys, I'm writing a trilogy about both the bloodless and and we're going to like you are going to get his story like that promise is really promising in a yeah. world of serial yeah. subscriptions. Yeah.
2: So I think I think in Breaking Bad, we know he's going to die. So everything kind of leads up to that by beginning this story with Quoth as a tired innkeeper. We say, like, okay, we know that this is going to end with some kind of thing. Maybe he makes all the money in the world and just like retires to this end, but that's not likely. Something put him here. Yeah. And we're interested in in what that is. And I wonder if that affects how grouchy people are. That the last because <laughs> the promise has been very clear. The promise is we yeah. are going to see um how this ends. It's not even an open-ended uh Series situation. It's like, no, we will get this wrapped up. And we have it. The last thing I'm going to say is just a list of the things that I loved about this book. This oh, is just yes. rapid fire. I'm not going to talk about them. I'm just going to say this. I love it. One, all of the songs, children's rhymes, folk tunes, high poetry, low poetry, ribald poetry, medium poetry. Medrian poetry. Yeah. Extra well done poetry. There is amazing lore and world building Uh, poverty. As Joe mentioned, poverty is this huge obstacle. And I was like, dog, I've been there. It feels great. Um, (laughs) As I mentioned, the big bad is extremely creepy and mysterious and OP. Uh, The foreshadowing is incredible. This has the best music competition. I have ever read and I didn't realize that could be a, a category of amazing things in it's fantasy novels, random but man acceptable. It's
1: got mm-hmm. an incredible, some of the most suspenseful music competition <laughs> pros I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. And some of the most suspenseful description of somebody playing a song gets yes. wild y'all.
2: And perhaps best of all the book, one of the books kind of narrative episodes climaxing the book is a fight with a drugged up dragon.
1: Oh, right. it's not just a dragon. It's a dragon on drugs. The dragon is, high. Dragon the dragon is high. What's it's it high on?
2: It's high on some uh, <laughs> No, no, it's yeah. high on drugs. It, yeah, it well gets it's high. a whole bunch of sweet tasting drugs that make it loopy. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing and funny
0: when you were talking about obvious flaws, you should have said drug
2: encouraging drug use. Oh no. Well, it does not uh, Actually encourage. no, this is the novel is strongly anti-drug. Um, <laughs> there's a passage where uh, a main character eats some drug by accident. And another main character is like, you are going to get addicted here. Eat all of this charcoal to help you not have drug in your system. And they do. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's emphatically anti-drug. This is actually mm-hmm. one of the more anti-drug fantasy books I've read. <laughs> because it goes it's to lengths to say like Hey addiction is real right. and it makes you messed up. Please don't mm-hmm. do drugs, kids.
0: I think let's just probably end on that. Drugs are bad and drugs are bad, yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, guess what? It's time for our series to continue. And this in mm. this week. What series would that be, Nick? This would be our fifty part state series featuring God. each state. Yes.
2: lidheads heads, I know that twinkle in your eye. Yeah. You thought we were gonna give up. Have we? Not yet. Uh, we may eventually. Not yet. Great. Let's do Louisiana because I think it's its birthday. Um yep, Louisiana. So I'll birthday. bake it a cake Louisiana and well. uh can you bring books? Yeah. Um is your is your cake gonna be crawfish cake?
0: Yeah, it's um, it's it's actually all liquid jambalaya on the inside. Oh my it, God, is, it is going is so to gross. taste bad and burn a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be
2: appropriate for the, the occasion. All right. Yeah. I'm going to bring a book that I have wanted to read for a long time right. and never had the chance to. I'm going to bring uh, the only reputable novel by um, Gone Too Soon, authored john kennedy tool not named after uh the band tool or by uh <laughs> what uh, about the Jonathan president kennedy. yeah because no, he was not after the president okay. either no are you telling
0: me that there was two john kennedy's who were gone too soon that's crazy <laughs> that and honestly nuts.
2: they lived around the same time too it's kind of strange the conspiracy thickens anyway i'm gonna read this book it's called the confederacy of dunces and i think that could be a good description of r podcast so i'll see
1: if if it holds the mirror up to nature
2: at all i'm very excited to read it which podcast uh this uh (laughs) this uh this podcast
1: (laughs) 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 this current confederacy of dunces no irony there joe what are you gonna bring (laughs) Nick, I bet when you think of Louisiana, you don't think of vampires, Double but that's take. all oh, yeah. about to change. Oh, yes, do Nick, it. Nick, I'm bringing the best vampire book Jesus. that isn't called Dracula. It's called Interview with a Vampire, oh. a by Anne Rice, a spellbinding <laughs> classic. I think this is a little disingenuous. She says the spellbinding classic that started it all. But I, I'm i going to have to go to my history books. What does books. that even mean? I feel mean? like Dracula came first i, I think
2: did. she means it started the career of bradley pitt possibly who was in the movie folks if you've been waiting for t- to hear three white guys talk about movies welcome to dunst <laughs>
0: <laughs> joseph i feel like i'm really excited to i got i learned so much about the first book I think uh-huh. we all did, right? The lit-headed I right. are so just much. on the edge of our seat. We got a guy who's Where do going to go college, next? And financially struggling, uh, and mm-hmm. also struggling with his mental health. So that's a pretty mm-hmm. clear picture <laughs> with great foreshadowing. I'm ready to understand what happens in the uh, center cut of this uh, uncooked series.
2: Un and, oh. and honestly, un uncookable. Uh, and Joe, let me just put you on notice. Remember the shadow <laughs> rules. Yeah, I am going to read this last book. <laughs> please, 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 for the love
1: of God, do not spoil it for me. Oh, do yeah. a brotherly thing and just just yes, be no, nice absolutely. to me, okay? I, I, well, I, I actually think it's kind of easy not to spoil because, like, like Ian, what you talked about is. This book is kind of about how Quoth our main character uh, Nick, that's spelled K V O T H. It's, it's spelled kind of, like, it's it kind of like K V O T H E. Yeah, it's kind of like Quoth the Raven, is how how you're supposed to say it. Patrick Rothfuss from Madison, Wisconsin. Nick graduated from hmm. Stevens Point. He's one of these guys. He went to Stevens Point for something like 12 years, right? Like he started and then he stopped and then he just kept studying things that he wanted to study. To be fair, while he was a student, he also wrote a couple of books, um, one that would become Name of the Wind and the other one that would become a wise man's fear that, you know, did pretty well for himself. Um, And I believe still lives in Wisconsin. I could be wrong about that. He seems pretty awesome. Um, when he hasn't been writing his last book, he's incredibly active on the internet. He's absolutely all over. He's big on the penny arcade site. Huge on the internet. <laughs> One of the great things about this book, like when I think of both of these books, and especially mine, I guess, like there is some, like Quoth is super likable. I think he's super cool. He's super yeah. interesting. Yep. He does awesome things, like including winning music competitions. But like there's a whole magic system. Like what, like you guys know this, you guys are nerds. One of the best things about reading the new fantasy book is mm-hmm. figuring out, hey, yep. how does the magic work in yep. this universe? And let's be honest, Lithead's,
2: Leadheads, if this is not you, if this is not your bag, do feel free to just turn it on, turn the volume down, wait yeah. a couple minutes. I'm sure we'll Joe stop talking wants about this to eventually. to describe
0: how the magic in this book works, <laughs> but the magic is pretty great. <laughs> All right, so with zero context, Joe, yep. Well, how does the magic work?
1: Oh, okay. So the magic is probably one happen. of the more mm-hmm. scientific um descriptions of magic use that I've ever seen. So for example, say that you wanted to um harness power somewhere. Like say for you sure. wanted to do a magic feat. I want some power. Well, that power and I power to harvest it. As we know, that power can't be created uh, out of nowhere. Like this match. isn't Harry Potter where it just comes from your mother's love or some fake stuff yeah, like or that. Unicorns. Like it has to We all know mother's love is fake. <laughs> mother's love is <laughs> fake. <laughs> some fake stuff like that. it has to come from like a real concrete thing in the universe. So one of the things that um, sympathists do, that's what like the magic users are called in this universe is they like essentially turn into the link between some incredible source of power and then become a conduit for what they want to do. So if you want a bunch of power, you have to like link up to maybe like a huge fire somewhere and draw the power from that fire. And then only then can you harness that power is it always right. from
0: nature um or is it like eh. oh man i had <laughs> some really good jambalaya cake
2: well yeah so you can you can draw upon your you can draw upon your own your own self this is yeah. kind of a, a source of some drama um mm-hmm. like where you like
1: oh he he drew on his blood for warmth and that right like left he him with drew the sense of the chills. so Nick like book one is very much like Quoth um has like some family drama and then he goes to magic school and he learns to become a wizard and et cetera et cetera he fights a dragon at the end, right Book two is very much. Quoth leaves magic school and sets out into the world. Um, So now we get to see not what a wizard looks like at magic school, but what a wizard looks like as he encounters like all the cool things in this wider world. Getting a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go to a bar. Tipping tipping the barista. Yeah.
0: Is he like, yeah. Okay. Is it like day in the life of stuff as a, as a wizard? Or is there actually like some, some fantasy drama out there?
1: well it's day in the life of the kind of guy that a thousand songs are written about right like it's it's day in the life of a hero so like it follows like i'm just going to kind of rattle off some like cool stuff that happens as this book goes on like um there's like court intrigue like he he goes to this new court and he has to like navigate like these delicate social interactions and figure out like how the politics of the court work um there's like assassination plots um there's an, an oracle there's a oh nick do you remember how Do you remember how Thursday said that this is a blatant male fantasy at times? Mm. yes okay um I, I'm about to say something that might turn some readers off to this book, Mm-mm. okay. At a certain point, Quoth is very awesome. Like he's the best musician and he's the best sympathist and he's the best fighter and he's the best all this stuff. But he's a little unlucky in love. Mm. And as the book goes on, it turns into a little bit of an incongruity because it's like, well, wait a second. If Quoth right. is so right. awesome, why is he? Why don't women like him?
2: Right. Right. Or Or why? Why doesn't he just he's so confident in other regards. Why doesn't he just right? go and. Approach this lady and say, I think you're nice.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. So Nick, one of the when you see one star reviews of this book, um one and I'm um, Nick is furiously googling for one star reviews right nah. now, one of the things <laughs> One of the things that comes up over and over again is at a certain point, uh, at a certain point, Kvothe meets a fae goddess, uh, a fairy goddess. And she's not just any fairy goddess. She's like a nymph fairy goddess, like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And, and they explains, go to her fairy like a, realm. A very sexual fairy, huh? It's very sexual fairy. Okay. And Nick, they go to their fairy realm and... Quoth takes care of his trouble with women.
2: Does, um, does the song
1: Let's Get It On play?
0: What's the problem with this? As somebody who hasn't read it, I'm just asking.
1: So if I just say that, it might not sound like there's a huge problem with it. I think the problem is that this is a hundred pages in this thousand page Uh-oh. book. Like, <laughs> like he's in. Infin- it's like, okay, guys, let's wallow <laughs> okay. in the flesh. Well,
2: so- does
0: that make it worse? That it's longer? Yeah. Isn't it it's just a does part it make of the it story? Better? Well, if it was, like, one page, I would think, I think that's the opposite, Joe. If it was, like, one page, I'd think, oh, that's kind of salacious and stupid, but, like, it's, like, 100 pages. Maybe it's Mm. just not good. Well,
1: okay, but here's the thing. Those (laughs) 100 pages pretty much boil down to, and then Quoth learned the ways of love from this fairy goddess, and he was so good at it, he blew her mind again and again and again and again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay but like it's a, it's a small part of the book it's a commonly criticized part All of right. the book um, sure. Nick at one point at one point, like this wizard, like this guy who's the best at being a wizard and the best at being a musician, he um goes and becomes the best at being a ninja as well. Maybe not the best at being a ninja, mm-hmm. but he like trains in this like monastic enclave, like this secret martial art form. Uh, you, and yeah. it's, it seems weird. Like when I'd say that, it's like, that seems like it doesn't fit in this book. But when you read the book, it totally fits. I, and it's, it's just, cool and then like at the very heart of all this is like this compelling mystery and revenge story that like constantly is pushing this plot forward like one thing that ian touched on but i was just blown away when i picked it up to read again um this book is a thousand pages long my my book is a thousand pages long this is the shortest thousand page book i think i've ever read like it's just it's an absolute how big is the font um, it's the Reader's Digest edition. Um Whoa. I got it out of, uh, no, right. it's, it's like a normal font. It just, it goes, and like, I
2: was, I was making extra time to read more of, like, to read yeah. faster, because I was just like, I gotta get through this.
0: Okay, I feel like you guys haven't really answered my question. Like, what's the overarching story that's going on? Like, does it feel like it's going anywhere? Yes. Or is it just okay. things happening? I mean, what is the story? What, are they destroying a ring? Are they killing a bad guy? Uh, with no nose for some reason yep. and like nobody
1: even like really talks about it <laughs> right like that he just doesn't have a nose well, how did you lose he, his nose it's, implied, it's saying, heavily
2: implied that it's cocaine
1: do you think <laughs> i think he tried up. to make his nose a horcrux and it didn't go that well yeah probably probably that guy was super horny about horcruxes we need to get them all it's like dude take a vacation you fucking dick. <laughs> this book does have an overarching plot, right? It does have like the quest where he has to destroy the ring. It's not destroy the ring. It's like track down these mythical creatures that maybe had something to do with killing his family. Horcruxes. but that po- Horcruxes, but that plot isn't like in every single chapter. Got it. Got it it it's is not very like very procedural much
2: a f- where he's like always finding clues. So and there are side suspects. quests. There are side, side quests. <laughs> Lots of side well, quests. And, and of yeah,
1: fun. not only are there side quests, the majority of the book is side quests. That's a and good one Every once in a while they pop in yeah. and they're like yeah, absolutely. It's actually, that's a really good game.
2: comparison. It's, it's really, it's a lot like, you know, you dip back into the main quest every now and then, but the fun yeah, is, you know, right. like going over to this place and clearing out a oh, nest of oh six rubies, God. uh, purple, yeah. rubies. right? Like I want to,
1: yeah, yeah, that's exactly X, it. Like, like quest, sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to save like Skyrim, the, but like, really, I want to become the president of the thieves guild. Like, like that's the fun part. <laughs> well, and there's, there's honestly this, this fits too. This yep. fits too with the yep. fact that, that, um, like his
2: finances are so shot. So he's always trying to like, he's <laughs> of, always like questing and like doing <laughs> yeah. loot. And he's like searching the button. Like I told you about the drugs. <laughs> the drugs are a huge thing where he finds some drugs. He's like, Oh, I can sell this for so much money.
1: So yeah, this is this book. Nick is an open world game. In it is. Which oh my are, gosh. That's it. That's in which it We are that's minorly incredible. invested in the main quest and it's awesome.
0: can you wholeheartedly recommend
1: either of these books Mm. knowing that there's not a third one written yet? Do you think, was it worth it? I, I 100% think it's worth it. I think that you should read both of these books. I think that you will be happier to read them. I've now read this. Well, this one twice I've read. And like the fact that there's not a third book, it, makes me wonder like I wonder how is the story going to end but I don't know you know by the time it comes out if it comes out I will revisit the first book and the second book and be super happy to have read them again so like I don't think anything is taken away from these books by the fact that the trilogy is yet unfinished I guess it comes down to
0: like how big is that cliffhanger right like like how
1: upsetting is
0: it that you have to wait some shows are some books are written in ways where that would be incredibly frustrating right like if right. you never got the last harry potter book
1: that would be a
0: nightmare
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah ian you seem very deep in thought on this one i
2: it's hard mm. it's really hard i think so in the hard. abstract i'm enraged and i don't like starting <laughs> things no seriously i was feeling anger in my yeah. heart you that had to like, get over like, it like, I was like, I was like, what am I? I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Because I know You're not that busy I'm getting I myself into I'm something. I am a new father. <laughs> I don't have time for books that don't end. Um, <laughs> but I think something that Joe said captures kind of my feelings about it. I had so much delight in the journey in reading this. And since it's character driven, I like the fact that, yeah, you get two books. You get about 1,700 pages of time with this guy. And if you don't get any more that's okay. Like 1700, <laughs> 1,700 pages with two books with this guy following his escapades, seeing him, you know, trade in his loot for a different, cheaper loot and some talents <laughs> of silver. Greedy. Um, it's a delight. And so, even though in the abstract, I'm, I, I wish, I, I beg you, Patrick, if you're listening, please just write the dang thing and 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 send it to your editors and get it published. In the concrete. I have fun. I have fun in this world. I like this world. And any chance I have to be in it, I will take it. So I do. I do not wholeheartedly recommend it, but I do
1: thoroughly recommend it with reservations. And just as a quick aside, I think you guys should definitely follow Patrick Rothfuss on the internet. He's he's pretty active. He's pretty funny. He writes a lot of stuff, not necessarily Doors with Stone stuff, but writes a lot of stuff. He raises a bunch of money. One of my favorite things that he does is he plays a live Dungeons and Dragons game with the guys from Penny Arcades at all the PAX uh, things, where he plays a rogue named Viari, and he's like, awesome and fun and like you can sit down and watch guys play dungeons and dragons for four hours and have a nice time oh my god that sounds awesome (laughs) it's awesome yes it's awesome and he's the best character on it like he's so good
0: uh who uh wants to win
1: um, I would like to win. I don't win very often. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. Ian, you lose. I would. I would Congratulations, Joe. Nick and Nick will be reading the Wise Man's Fear to start off his King Killer journey.
2: <laughs> I'm kind of glad I didn't win because I All right uh, there's there are so many good quotes. I, I legitimately, so many.
0: Oh legitimately my building up the hype.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the reviews i read about this said like one of the things it was actually a slightly critical review and it's like okay there's things in here that are like overly tropey and cliche but like you never ever notice it because rothfuss is such a beautiful writer that he could write about quoth waking up and buttering his toast and you would just be flipping through the pages you'd just be turning the pages i like toast and therefore i yeah. will like this book
2: you <laughs> you yeah, that, go that's how it works um Leadheads, listen, please. Uh, and you will hear the story of Paul Revere. And if you don't listen, you can just, I'll tell you about what you should do now. Um, we have a website. It is, you don't know, let podcast.com. over at that website. You can suggest books and themes. We do get to them. When our administrative assistant remembers to share them with us, you can be like Thursday and recommend a book and we may turn it into a whole theme Uh, or you can recommend a theme. We really welcome your input on these things. Listen, we're going to run out of the 50 States eventually. And at that point, we're going to really rely on you folks. And in between too, you can also check out our podcast on any player of your choice. Spotify, Apple podcasts, any of the others, um, rate us, subscribe, but most importantly, tell a bookish friend, tell somebody who you think would, would like, uh, our podcast. And you know what? Let me challenge you in a different way. Maybe you have a friend who isn't big into books, but likes fantasy stuff like fantasy video games, fantasy, um, RPGs. Tell them about this episode. This can be their gateway to, um, wonderful world of, you don't know, lit greenery, (laughs) Um. Congratulations, Sir Patrick Rothfuss. Congratulations to Quoth, and most of all, congratulations to the town of Stevens Point for having such a fine, upstanding citizen living there. Stevens Point, you deserve to win, and this is yours. Well, no, E. Joe won. on uh, On Joe's behalf, I'd like to dedicate this win to the town of Stevens Point.
1: (laughs) One thing we didn't talk about with this book is I think Patrick Rothfuss writes about love in some of the nicest ways. Um, he's got a lot of really strong female characters in this, a lot of really impressive women, and um, Kvothe, you know falls in love with some of them. Um, and this is just a very short quote about the nature of love. Quoth says, It had flaws, but what does that matter when it comes to the matters of the heart? We love what we love. Reason doesn't enter into it. In many ways, unwise love is the truest love anyone can love a thing because that's as easy as putting a penny in your pocket but to love something despite to know the flaws and love them too that is rare and pure and perfect